Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here. I'm going to go back to the way that this thing began here for this episode and just tell a story from a chapter of my life. thought you might like to hear a couple of the later updated things that are going on from the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina. How about it? And really the general theme that I was thinking about today is how do we keep motivated? How do we keep keeping on? And I was particularly thinking, how do I keep keeping on? You know, one side of this picture is that I'm in my 60s now, and I have this issue that I've had for coming up on eight years where my heart doesn't sometimes beat right. And the implication or the fallout from that is, it's been having an effect, and it's it affects the amount of work that I can get done and just my own oomph. And yet I keep creating in my mind that one day it's gone. It's resolved. So I'm looking at the reality, and I'm looking at what I need to do in order to maintain that reality. Like I can't push too hard, or a physical reality right now is there's payback, <laughs> and it ain't pretty. And yet then I'm looking forward to the day when it's not an issue. So how do you keep on keeping on, especially in light of the fact that the very thing that provides the sustenance and the support for your life is not working up to full potential? I mean, I'm doing this too, gang. I'm just painting the picture. I'm in there with you. So here are a couple of thoughts to this end. Number one, I keep going back and I will go back until something comes along that just says this was totally wrong. The conjunction in the sky of two planets, Saturn and Pluto, that occurred on January 12, 2020. We had the little get-together out by the DFW airport, and we had no idea the massiveness of what we were acknowledging as we got together, about 15 or so of us that morning, and watched Saturn and Pluto conjoin. I had the computer and had the chart up, and we watched it in real time. And just a few weeks later, this word COVID came into our vernacular. And as I had studied then and have reviewed and researched and restudied all of this, whenever Saturn and Pluto come together in the sign of Capricorn, and even more specifically, the pattern is when Pluto enters the sign of Capricorn, which really traces to a, about a 250-year cycle in human history, we have major changes. Power centers change. Eras change. Powerful nations change. Worldwide leadership changes. It's built into the cycles. You can go back and study it in history. It's really pretty easy to see. So here comes COVID-19 that literally shook everyone on the planet to the core I mean everything from our job, our freedom, our security, our slot in society as we became labeled essential or non-essential. It affected us collectively. It affected us individually. And I would argue it was no accident under this massive planetary alert that something was coming. If by using history as our guide... We look at what else there might be. I don't know, but I think there will be more. So I think that what we have to do with this is to just not minimize 
the process. There is a process, a process of cycles here going on that traces back easily to a thousand years back, which is probably enough history. You go back beyond that and it gets more sketchy. But we think about if this kind of massive societal and individual change is taking place, because many of us have been shaken to our own cores, jobs have been terminated. I know people who have lost their businesses, many relationships, including my own, that were in existence on that day are no longer in existence. People have moved out of cities and moved into the country. Places to rent in any kind of rural area were snapped up. Homes have been selling like crazy. I mean, I don't have to rehash the headlines. You've been following this and probably have been involved in some part of it. So in light of massive change, how do we keep keeping on? As I've reflected back on this, the number one thing that I have done is tuned into intuition and then follow it. This was my big lesson from the nearly three years in Aspen. Learning to tune into intuition. And I had to really come to grips with this. I've told you the story. I mean, the short version is I did this on the hiking trails. And I would go out on the trail and I would have a conversation with both sides of myself. Subconscious mind, would you be willing to speak? Yes. Monkey mind or ego, ego mind or chatterbox mind or whatever you call it, be playful with it. It's part of you. It's not a make wrong. It's part of us. It's who we are. Are you willing to let the other side speak, the subconscious speak, the still small voice to have a platform? Yes. Would you be willing to do it until we get to that pine tree up there? Yes. Five steps later, three steps later, two steps later. And I'd have to stop. I said, oh, wait a minute, we had a, we had a deal. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, sorry. Subconscious, the floor is yours. This is how I would talk to myself. I'm not kidding. This was the dialogue. Subconscious, floor is yours. Ten steps. You know, you get the picture. And finally, and then I would say, oh, by the way, monkey mind, now we've got to go to that rock way down there because, you know, we blew the first path. We're not going to do the pine tree anymore. Now we've got to go to the rock. You've got to simmer down. Okay, all right, I'm going to listen. And then finally, and I'm talking over a year and a half, gang, is how long it took me to be really brutally honest about from the when I first started working on this to where it was, I would say, mastered, about a year and a half, of being able then to go to the hiking trail. Subconscious, the floor is yours. And for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, just listen. Even if there was nothing being said, being in the space of the monkey mind was not chattering. Allowing the time and the process, and in the meantime, just enjoying the nature. One of the great things you can do if you're out in nature walking like that is to just observe. Look at your surroundings. You can do this anywhere. You can do this right in the middle of Manhattan if, you're, if that's where you're planted. Just go out on the busiest, noisiest street and do nothing but observe without any mental opinion at all. Monkey mind? No. We're just observing. As I'm looking around my booth, there is a 
temperature humidity gauge. It's made by Accurite. It has silver sides and a black top. There's an LED light with a charging cable wrapped around it. There's a speaker. There's a vent. There are lights. There's foam. No opinion. I'm just observing. I'm looking at what's there. The foam is gray. It sparkles. You'll see little details that you just don't see normally when your monkey mind is running around with opinions. So then that still small voice would come up with the answers or it would give suggestions. Now I have a little process that I accompany my intuitive pursuits with, and that's a little muscle testing that I sometimes do. Not all the time, sometimes. Oh, and by the way, a great book. If you want to really embellish this, the audiobook, the intuitive awareness method gives you a structure and a method, a process that you can put to work and use this basically to inquire answers from anything from your intuition. It is a great process. I use it all the time. Really short little book, The Intuitive Awareness Method. So I use that. I use the muscle testing. I use astrology. Absolutely, I will look at the chart and see what energy I, not what I see, what energy I feel. I look at the chart with a feeling, not a mental interpretation. I also use a tool called the Lenormand Deck, L-E-N-O-R-M-A-N-D Deck. It is like the deck of decks, if you're kind of into that. Tarot, obviously. Lenormand, also very, very powerful. It has spoken to me very well. It was responsible for definitely leading me to Florida. I mean, water just kept coming up, coming up, coming up. And it was almost like I didn't know why because it just wasn't a fit for me. Maybe it was too much water. I don't know. I have no idea. It was on paper. My eight months in Florida was perfect. It was right on this astrological map line that was like the most powerful for me that there could be. So I was perfectly aligned there. I had friends from college there, so at least I knew a couple of people. I had family not far away, and there just wasn't much about it that I liked, <laughs> you know, in honesty. So I was like doing the deal, but I was felt led there. And from there, I would not be here probably to say, I mean, sure, the universe can work things out, but it was the path or the portal to come here. Now, another thing that I would highly recommend is Majana's readings, soulfoodtalks.com. She is very much in tune with what's going on. And not only that, but your path relating to it. Her readings are very specific, very individual, and very spot on. And yes, an aside, I am doing astrology readings. I just do them when I can. And all of the astrology products are now over on funastrology.com. I've got them right on the homepage. It's just real easy now. I love, love, love the way that that site has developed and built out. But in context of taking care of myself, putting my own mask on first so that I can put a mask on for others, I have to take care of myself. And readings do consume a lot of time, and I have to recover from them energetically and physically. So they have to be spaced out and fit in with everything else going on. So that's why I'm dropping them in, announcing them on the Fun Astrology Podcast. And yes, they are available as I can. 
So those are some resources, but mostly I go by feel. And now I stay literally constantly in tune with it. And when there's something that disrupts it, like an environment or negativity or anything, I try to remove that as quickly as possible. Move it, change it, deal with it, whatever I can to get back to center. So that's where the yoga comes in. It's where just being Zen, journaling, hiking, all of these things that try to bring balance to get back to that point of being able to feel. That's why I gave up alcohol. We talked about that in a couple of podcasts back with Hemet, and I'll just leave that at that. But it's one of the reasons why I just don't have any interest because to me it disrupts. For others, it might open a portal. For me, it disrupts, and I just don't want to close that portal at least not intentionally, and at least not saying I'm going to do something that I know is going to cut me off. Now, you know, if it doesn't for you, that's great. I fully support whatever works for you, but consider it, especially during these times. So I got a couple of stories for you. I'm looking forward to telling you these stories. So first of all, this place here where I am right now in a little town called Morganton, North Carolina, How did this come about? I mean, you look at the map and it's like, why Morganton? It's like nowhere (laughs) in the middle of, I mean, this little town is a Mayberry, USA kind of town. There isn't much going on, honestly. And it is so centrally located that you can be just about anywhere within an hour and a half. I was sitting up late one night working, which is rare, very rare for me, but I couldn't sleep and I was working on something, don't remember what it was. And it was a Saturday night, I do remember that. And at 11.45 p.m., this Zillow alert pops up on my computer while I'm working. So I looked at the place. Price was commensurate. It was a little bit higher than I thought I wanted. But when I added everything up, it was commensurate to what I had in Florida. I looked at the feel of the place and just instantly connected with it. It was listed not by an agency, but by private individuals, which I preferred to work with. I just rather work with people than than an institution. It's just better to have a cooperative relationship with reasonable people. And these people who own the house where I am are more than reasonable. And we've almost adopted each other as family. So I contacted them right away, sent my application and the various things that they needed And they said by the the next morning, they had over 30 responses. Mine was first, and they said to each other, I think we found our next tenant. So they knew, I knew. It was almost like a Fred Dodson, you know, go go narrate Fred Dodson's audio books and reach out. And he goes, okay, let's do it. It's kind of the same thing. They said, yeah, let's do it. And it has worked out beautifully. Well, when I first got here, it was really nice because the place is furnished. That was wonderful. So I was able to just kind of drop my bags, and after driving up here from Florida, I wanted to go for a walk. So they suggested a great little trail down by the river. And I went down there and was walking in the trees, and all of a sudden I'm surrounded by this lush landscape, this lush environment. There's a river flowing on my right. It was still cool, so the temperature was just delicious to my body. And I'm walking down this path, and all of a sudden here's a tree And the base of the tree right at the ground is hollowed out. There's this nook. And somebody had come in there and put all of these gnomes, these little gnomes, uh, these little people 
a collection of them, probably eight or ten, maybe twelve little people in different scenes. It was like a little miniature house kind of thing that they had tucked away in the alcove of this tree. I took a picture of it, and now I'm glad I did. Because in the, what am I here now, almost two months, two months that I've been here, I've not been back there. I've been exploring other places. I went back by there last night. You know that those gnomes are gone. Oh, this just gets me even talking about it. Those gnomes were a gift from the universe for my eyes to see. I have no idea how long they were still there. I've been narrating these latest books for Fred, and he talks about little people and subterranean beings and all of the things that are now, I'm learning, are very prominent in these hills in the Smoky Mountains. And there was this little depiction, if you will, of this scene in a tree saying, oh, this place is going to be very energetically and spiritually powerful for you. And it absolutely has been. Another quick one. I have really been motivated since I've been here to capture it on video. So I splurged a little bit and I got a drone. So there's a video on the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast Facebook group, Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast listeners on Facebook. There's our group. If you're not part of it, come join us. We have a great crowd over there. Phenomenal energy in that group. Sarah Wakeman helps take care of it. I'll put a plug in for Sarah's podcast, too, which is For the Love of Two Hippies. She and her cousin Katie Cunningham do that podcast, and they're doing a great job. But I got this prompt to do video. Again, the internal feeling, just going with the feeling. So I got this drone, and oh my gosh, it's just been amazing. Well, I was just scouring YouTube the other night, and this video pops up out of nowhere. And it's about you better get your commercial drone license if you have any connection between that drone and income coming in, even if it's distantly remote, distantly connected. You've got to have a commercial license by the FAA. If you don't, the fine is $100,000. And they say that they're cracking down more. So all of a sudden, and then see, I run that through the filter of, well, right now, governed by Saturn, I'm looking for any kind of area in my life where there needs to be better structure. So here is an area that needs better structure. So I'm going to pause those efforts until I can get through the test. And I've already got the material. I got the course. I went in and see you take action. When you get the inspiration, you take action. But there's an example of not just an earth-shattering experience. It wasn't some chorus of angels. It was a little breadcrumb along the way. That video dropped in my lap, and it was the universe saying, you got to shore this up, dude. And I want the energetic alignment that I have crossed all the T's and dotted the I's and done it properly because I want the universe to smile on my work, not realize that I'm being a renegade and I don't have to get that darn thing. I'm going to fly this thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not selling my video. I, I could find all kinds of ways to try to bend the rules and the FAA probably wouldn't look at it that way. And I certainly don't want to jeopardize being out of alignment, but mostly I want the universe to look at what I'm doing and smile and say, job well done, and to get the blessing of more people watching and listening and tuned into this work. So to summarize this, I would say a couple of thoughts. Number one, of everything, of every tool in the toolbox, 
getting in tune with intuition is number one because that tunes you in with the home office, with your higher self, with the purpose and the guiding to help us all get through these times. I think about the movie The Sound of Music. How did Colonel von Trapp know when to move his family out of Austria? It was intuitive, but it was also based on his knowledge of what he knew was going on around him. But it was intuition that would have said, now is the time. And then, number two, I think applying focus and attention. Somebody emailed me just this morning saying that he was tired of the turmoil in his life. Well, okay, but that's focusing on the turmoil. It's focusing on being tired. And you guys know from listening to this, what more is going to come. So it's about laying down resistance. Because just like we're seeing with our country and with the world and with corporations and with governments, this is an energy. This is an energy that historically will break you. It will keep coming until it breaks you if you resist. But if you work with it and are pliable with it and you're journaling with it and you reframe difficulties, then you jump ahead of the work. You're doing the work that would have come to seek you out. Does that make sense? And then allowing our higher self to guide us and to follow it instantly. That really is kind of like point number one, but I guess the following it instantly is the part because if you're not resisting and you're complying and you're wanting to do the work, and you get to a point where you're continually listening or you're following the synchronicities, I really believe that on your path, the universe will guide you in the right directions for your soul's journey. And that's the difference. Nobody else has your path. So you have to follow what you laid out for yourself for this incarnation. I've been referring a lot of people in the readings to the book Lives of the Soul because it so explains what this is all about. It really makes sense of this crazy ride. So I hope all of that helps. I'm sending you so much love and support. And come catch us on the Fun Astrology Podcast every day or at least Monday through Friday, most days. And then back here, I'm trying to get one a week. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. As always, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.